Hey, folks, welcome back to the show. Today's Zooming In. From the outskirts of Toronto, Ontario, we've got Dan Hoganberg, who is a real estate entrepreneur, landscaper turned, I guess we'd call you a developer, Dan. Is that, would that be part of what you guys are doing is developing stuff now? So that's a big Working transition. Yeah, that's awesome. So anyhow, looking forward to hearing your story. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about the journey from landscaping to real estate investing. Yeah, so the journey started with basically when I got out of school, I had finished my undergraduate and I was trying to decide what to do if I was going to continue pursuing medical stuff or not. And I went back into the family business, which was landscaping, which is what I always done in the summer because I wanted to take a year off to decide what I was going to do. And looked at it with a different light that year because I knew if I didn't go and pursue something medical that this is what I would end up doing. So really enjoyed it that year. And what actually ended up happening is the sale of my parents' business fell through with a different party. And they approached myself and my brother-in-law to see, would you guys like to purchase this? Because you're kind of both of you have it as your backup plan to start your own landscaping company. Do you guys want to do that? And then we debated back and forth. And then we decided, yeah, why don't we pursue this option? This is a good option. So we came up with an agreement to purchase it over a number of years. And that's how we got into the landscaping business and how we well, got into Yeah, it. well, that, that's awesome. So yeah, big help for your parents who wanted to get out of the business. And so selling it to their son and son-in-law is a win-win-win situation all the way around. And yeah, just you're another one of those guys I am too, Dan, where that whole undergrad, that was four fun years, but it... <laughs> not a very very useful degree yeah not not the most productive that's for sure yeah but hopefully you had some fun along the way oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. definitely good good stuff yeah all right so you got into landscaping with your brother-in-law how did that turn into real estate it turned into real estate because we were looking at different business avenues before we kind of decided on the landscaping and kind of stumbled across real estate in that journey And we were very attracted to the idea of doing like a construction job once, but then getting paid forever. So you're kind of like having your cake and eating it too. Got it. Yeah. So we, when we took over the business, we noticed that the snow division was actually losing money and it was going to be getting worse over time as insurance prices were skyrocketing. So Mm -hmm. we saved up some money and then we started buying properties to convert into duplexes and yeah, so, so just to give people the perspective, especially our American listeners that are way yeah. down south, landscapers in Canada do not have a 12-month season. I mean, especially, no. what would it be? Maybe maybe eight months would be kind of... Eight, yeah, eight months. Eight months. And then to make up for lost revenue in the other four months, what a lot of landscapers do is snow removal. So they've got, you know, big machines that take sh- snow out of driveways, take snow out of parking lots, all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of how they make up for things in the winter months. But you're saying that that was getting really, really difficult. Not, and not yeah. all because of climate change. Not all because of climate change, no. The prices of insurance are starting to get very high. And yeah. basically our insurance provider told us either get massive, like multiple millions of dollars a year to make this make sense or you need to get out. So we decided to pursue the getting out route. So mm-hmm. we were kind of building up this little real estate business on the side in between doing snow runs kind of thing. And <laughs> so, sorry, I, I interrupt you. What, yeah. what was that real estate business on the side? What were you guys doing? 
we were doing our own duplex conversions. So we saved up our own money. So we'd buy a bungalow and then we'd add the basement apartment and then refinance it. We did a few flips as well. But it kind of started in that avenue. Now, was it the two of you kind of really hands-on, swinging hammers, doing all that kind of stuff yourself? Or were you subcontracting a lot of that stuff out? No, we we brought all of our guys along with us kind of thing. So every year, bring in a few more. So we have about 30 employees currently. So it didn't start with 30, but every year we would have like first year is like five or six. The next year is eight to 10. And then next year is 15. Okay. So then the summertime, you'd keep them busy with the landscaping stuff. Yeah. And in the wintertime, get them going with the construction stuff. Is is that what I'm exactly? Yep. In between doing the uh, the snow runs, because that at first we kept that, but then obviously of downtime because it doesn't it doesn't snow every day. So what do you right. instead of the guys going on the 30, 30 guys to keep busy? Yeah, exactly. So send them <laughs> into the houses, and away we go. Okay, smart, smart. So you got your own built-in crew. That is really smart, Dan, because then. Come summertime, you don't have to, you know, because the big challenge with a lot of landscapers is they have to lay everybody off for four months of the year, go back, try and rehire them again in in springtime, and a good chunk of them have left, right? They can't hang on for four months, so solve that problem. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. So how many of those kind of deals did you and your partner end up doing? We probably did at least 10 of them, 10 or 12 of those. And then we slowly started to transition into finding properties that had a little bit more land, so we Sometimes we do the renovations on them and there'd be like enough space to do a, a coach house or a severance later kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And then now we've started to switch gears because house prices over here are fairly expensive. So yeah. the two unit property doesn't really make sense anymore. So we want to get three or more and most of those involve new construction. So that's the direction that we're going. So talk me through that because that's exciting. So you're going from doing renos to doing new builds from the ground up. Yeah. All right. Have you already started doing those kind of projects? We have. We finished. We did our first two coach houses last year, which were our first two new builds. Uh-huh. And so this year, we're hoping to do three triplexes at two coach houses as well for the new builds. So still ramping it up. And then in the next few years, we got some other projects as well on the go. So, And you guys are doing the build to rent, build to hold model instead of like most developers that are just trying to build something and sell it as quickly as possible, you guys want to hold on to it, correct? Yeah, we want to build the whole because I like that idea of getting paid forever from the work that you do. So. I like that too. In fact, that might be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your plans moving ahead, Dan? So our plans moving ahead is to keep building out the real estate side of the business, we start focusing more on really, really growing that. So we'd like to have our own in-house designers. I'm getting my, just submitted my Terion license, which is that new home construction license we can build for other people as well. Okay. But the the primary focus is to build more like apartment buildings for ourselves, like small apartment buildings, eventually larger ones, but mm-hmm. continue to build the skill set and build connections by doing them for other people as well as ourselves. Yeah, that's pretty smart because you've got a nice built-in couple of businesses there. You got your landscaping business, which, you know, building these properties, managing your properties. Hey, guess what? Landscaping's already taken care of. Not no problem there. And keep doing that into the future. And 
you've got something to to focus all of your labor guys on in the slow months for the landscaping business. Although I would imagine that the the new build business will take off as well. And and quite frankly, isn't it better to be doing the building in in the spring and in the summer and the fall versus the middle of winter in Ontario? <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely is. You have to. That's one of the struggles is making sure that the permits are ready in time that you can have the shell done. So that way you can get in. If the shell is not done, then it's kind of it's definitely going to be a lot more challenging for sure, and definitely get a lot of cold fingers and cold toes if not. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the idea is to get the shell up in summer fall type thing, and then be able to do the interior stuff in the winter time. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. Very cool. That's a smart plan of action. So, Dan, you guys have done a number of these. How are you financing these projects? You just using your own capital? Are you? Bring on joint venture partners, bring on investors. How does the money side work? Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals, and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code PODCAST. That's right, discount code PODCAST at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. So for the money side, it started for a number of years with just our own money and money from from the business as well. After about three years where we were fairly successful doing that, we had some friends and family invest in our business. So Mm -hmm. that was our first sort of round of capital that we got. And then as we've gone further, we've had a few professionals that have worked with us as well that have started giving us first and second mortgages in order to to keep going. And we have a few people now that are interested in joint venturing with us as well. So it's starting to organically happen. We haven't really pursued too many people, but we are interested in, of course, growing that that side of the business and starting to actually actively pursue them. So, Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're... How many people, when you say you had friends and family invest in the business... Did they invest in the real estate side of the business or just invest in the business in general kind of promissory note type thing for a specific? Yeah, more, rate? more like that. Yeah. Yeah. For a specific interest rate. Okay. Yeah. And then the the folks that have invested in your real estate deals, how have you been structuring that so far? For investing in the real estate deals, we have had it with just first and second mortgages. Got it. On So often with like, if we sever off a lot, then we'll put a first mortgage on it from someone that we know or yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then, um, then we're just currently working on getting our first joint venture completed now. So yeah, it's exciting. How are you guys structuring this first joint venture? Is it, is it somebody else is bringing the, the capital to the table, buying the lot, getting the financing or whatever. And then you guys are going to, do the build and, and share in the ownership or how is that going to work? This one's going to be a little bit different than that. We've been working on the project for about two years now and right at this stage, we're going to be starting construction. So they wanted to work with us. They wanted to put a number of 
put a fair bit of money into our business over the next few years. And this is sort of what made sense. So they're going to have a corporation that partners with ours. We already own the property and then they're going to invest a certain amount of money into the project to get a certain percentage of the, of the ownership. The ownership. Okay. Yeah. Very, very cool. So yeah, that sounds very, very interesting. You're looking to do more of that moving ahead, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you guys are perfectly well positioned to do that kind of thing. That's for sure. You've got a track record. You've got your own, you've got so much proof of concept. You've got it dialed in with the crews. Like you control so much of the process. You don't have to, you know, yeah. worry about contractors and all the, the stuff that most of the small guys have to have all the biggest hassles with. You guys have got dialed in. Yeah. I think that's going to be one of our advantages when we start to look more actively for partners is we do have a lot of it in-house and because of that as well typically we can do things a little bit more economically than others mm -hmm. so it should be a fairly good pitch to to potential investors for sure i think so yeah if you get in front of the right people with the right presentation i think that'll work really really well are you open to a couple of tips now that you're kind of in the preparation phase for for launching that yeah oh yeah for sure yeah so you guys are well set up to really leverage the existing connections, like everything that you've done organically so far, the easiest, fastest, quickest, safest capital to get are people that you already have a pre-existing relationship with, right? So the, the stuff you guys have gotten so far has been very organic. It's been very natural. It's been people reaching out to you, which is great, right? Now you can quite easily kick that up between your connections, your partner's connections, your family's connections. There's millions of dollars out there looking for a better opportunity, the kind of opportunity your you guys have. It's a matter of, A, creating a really good target group of people to get the word out to, and then have an, or, an organized way of doing it that doesn't involve you or your partner having to pick up the phone and dial for dollars or any of that gross stuff, right? So it's how can you use some marketing to kind of naturally create some interest out there and get people coming to you, encouraging people, kind of like what you did with what happened with the organic thing, but you're giving it a bit of a push, right? So you're yeah. you're letting a lot more people know a lot more about what you're up to, but you're still getting them to raise their hand and say, hey, Dan. That looks really cool. Tell me more about that because then that's an easy conversation to have. Does that make sense? Definitely makes sense. Yeah. A little bit of homework I would do if I were you guys would be to jump on Zoom with a couple of the people, even the family members who have already invested with you in the company and some of those other folks that have invested in first and seconds or, or what have you. People that have been seeing a return on their investment and they're happy with how things are going. Well, those would make fantastic video testimonials to be able to use to get more people engaged and more people on board. Because, again, we can pound our chests until, until we're blue in the face telling everybody how great we are. But if somebody else says, hey, that Dan guy, man, love what they're doing with real estate, been getting a really good return on it. I love it. That's going to carry a lot more weight. Definitely a good idea. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So you guys are planning on doing more of these. You got off to, I like that you're doing it kind of bite-sized chunks at a time, right? You're not taking on more than you can handle. So you did the few coach houses last year. Next year, the goal is, I think you said three triplexes. Is that correct? Yeah. And then yeah. just kind of build up from there. 
that's really, really smart. Because again, the more proof of concept, the more yeah, the more you get going there. How much capital do you think you're going to need to raise to do those three triplexes? Or is that already taken care of with your current joint venture partner? Most of it's pretty much taken care of for this year. We're getting a yeah. little bit late to be finding money for, for this year. But ideally, because if we're going to be doing new construction, it takes several years. You have to be planning several years out. So maybe working on those other projects. We're probably, yeah. I would say... We're at least a million dollars short of where we'd want to be to be able to kind of keep that rotation going. You need to be about planning for about three years if you're going to be doing new construction. You're right. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Because it's a long-term type thing, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, it'd it'd be a good idea to get the marketing machine going sooner rather than later for that because it's always better to have that money spoken for, so to speak, instead of scrambling for it last minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Well, Dan, this is awesome. If people want to find out more about you and you guys and what you're up to, is there somewhere we can point them? Yeah, I have a website, northlakesdevelopments.ca. That's also my Instagram. You can look at that as well. Or you can look me up on Facebook, which is just uh, Dan Hogemert. Fantastic. Dan, well, thank you so much for spending some time with us here today on the show and sharing your experience. And I love what you guys have done with, you know, transitioning from just landscaping and snow removal to doing the real estate thing a little bit here, a little bit there, and then getting your crews, keeping them busy, working on your real estate deals, and then <laughs> turning that into a, a whole business in and of itself. I think that is absolutely fantastic and, and admirable. And I can't wait to see how you guys are doing in the next three, four, five years. I think it's it's going to be a big success. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're excited to see where it goes for sure. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is, The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.